Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Piki moi, kaki moi, and welcome to Our Changing World from RNZ National. We are more microbe than human. We've each got a hundred million bacterial cells living on and in our body. That's ten times more than the number of human cells we have. And the quantity, range and distribution of this microbiome actually qualifies it as another organ. We're only just beginning to understand the functions of our microbiome. Veronica Maduna meets Maligan Institute scientist Mike Berridge, who argues that our gut bacteria not only help us digest our food, but have a direct influence on our brain, our moods and behaviour. We've known for a while that we are mostly microbes, really. Most of our cells are microbial cells. And we've known for a while that whatever bacteria live in our gut play an incredibly important role in general health. But we're now also learning that they influence how our brain works, which I would have thought is a long way to go from being in the gut. How do you understand this? What do we know? I had uh, an email yesterday that sort of described the the human being as, as a bag of chemicals. And I said, well, maybe we should really think of human beings as being a bag of bugs. And that reflects the origins of complex cells and all higher organisms derive from a combination of microorganisms. In in our case, it's from archaeal cells taking up a bacterial cell that can burn a bit of oxygen and produce energy. And so that allowed for complex life to develop. So that's one layer, and the other layer of our complexity is that we think of ourselves as humans with a human genome, but in fact we have an equal number of bacteria in our bodies. So not only are the cells of our body two billion years ago originating from microbes, but we currently have, I think it's 35 trillion microbes in our body and around the same number of of human cells. So we contain multitudes, really. (laughs) We're a complex mixture of backgrounds. And I think the interesting point about this is that understanding the nature of our human being will help us to be able to understand and to address a lot of health problems from a practical point of view rather than by medical intervention. I'm not setting this up as an alternative to medicine, but understanding diet and the way in which we interface with our environment, how that relates to microbes in our gut and how those microbes influence our immune system and our brain becomes quite central then and it's something that we can manipulate. So in a way we should really think of our microbiome as a organ or as 
a part of the body that has its own oh, goal. Oh, it very much is part of the body. Without our microbiome, without these we wouldn't uh, be. <laughs> 35 trillion bacteria, we would not exist. Uh, our immune system would not develop to start off with, so we'd be incapable of uh, fighting off infections. We just would not have a developed defence system that allows us to survive. And that's been shown equally with the immune development of the immune system and increasingly now, over the last few years, the development of the brain has been shown to be very dependent on microbes. And these studies are done with uh, germ-free mice. If you raise mice without any bacteria at all. We know the immune system does not develop and we know that brain function, cognitive function, many functions of the brain are completely abnormal. And that raises big questions about what those links are between our environment, the bacteria in our gut, which probably are 99% of the bacteria um, on our body and lower the surface of our body are covered with bacteria. It's mostly bacteria in the gut that are the important aspect in a numbers game anyway. And those bacteria are all the time interfacing with cells of our body across barriers, of course. The bacteria don't get into our body, and yet they are sitting there. They are producing small molecules. They're interacting with the immune system. They're interacting with what's called our second brain. So within the gut or surrounding the gut, there is an enteric nervous system that is referred to by many people as our second brain and I think there's something like a hundred million neurons around our gut and those neurons as well as a number of different small molecule and major nervous systems, central nervous system and the vagus nerve uh, connect with the brain and so our gut and the environment that we are exposed to is very much linked to behaviour. So is that the main route, how the microbiome in the gut would influence brain development? That's right. There are probably four or five different arms of that process, um, not just development, but in adults with brain function, and that includes... A lot of neurotransmitters, neuromodulators and, and mediators of, of neurological uh, function. It's sort of a sobering thought to think that 95% of the serotonin in our body is associated with the gut. And that serotonin is made from peptides, amino acids, tryptophan that are largely produced by bacteria in the gut. So the actual chemistry is of bacterial origin? Yeah, the ability to produce precursors of serotonin, probably even dopamine. Um, now serotonin is, is involved with, with moods, with uh, the way in which we behave. Dopamine is also involved very much with feelings of demand in our body, with addiction, with depression. Uh, those two, but there are many other neurotransmitters and neuromediators of neurological function that link um, with the brain, with the endocrine systems in the brain, with the hypothalamus and pituitary gland and, and uh, with the adrenal glands. And all of these are involved with small molecule mediators that are very much involved with brain function, with cognitive function, with moods. And all of these are linked both in development and in the adult organism. Depression comes to mind 
propensity for addictions comes to mind, but are you suggesting that quite a few disorders, diseases, dysfunctions could be linked in a primary sort of way with the gut microbiome? Yes, so primary suggests that the defect is in the cells. So these are, are indirect, but they're part of complexity of our organism. We know that what we eat, the type of foods we eat, the balance of protein carbohydrates, the quality of the proteins, the quality of the carbohydrates and fats, uh, very much dictate what the spectrum of bacteria. Now, I mentioned a very large number of bacteria. Those bacteria can be uh, divided into, into a few classes, and there are probably about... In New Zealanders, with their relatively bad diet or poor diet, there are probably two and a half to 3,000 different uh, microbes in the, in the gut. In hunter-gatherer African peoples, there are probably near 5,000. So the diversity goes down with a diet that becomes very restricted to processed foods. Sugars, of course, go straight into the... If, if a large amount of your energy is produced by simple sugar, it doesn't even get anywhere near the gut and is absorbed quickly. And the bacteria in your gut just don't... The ones that are not required just die out. Of course, you can get them back by eating uh, complex foods, fruit and vegetables, and uh, by altering the, the fiber in your diet. But complex carbohydrates, which, of course, is, is what we were originally taught at school. I mean, when I went through school, um, the only purpose of bacteria in the gut was to digest complex fiber. Now, the last 10 or 20 years have turned that on its head. We know that those bacteria in the gut are doing a lot more than just digesting fibre, and without them, we would not exist. So it's an absolutely fascinating story of relatively recent science, and, and, and the brain, the connections with the brain are really in the last, just in the past few years, perhaps um, three to five years, where that research started to really expand. And now there are a lot of groups around the world working on that gut-brain connection. So we should really embrace our microbiome as best we can. <laughs> we should indeed uh, not only embrace it, but ensure that we look after it, that we nurture it, and that we don't abuse it. There is no question that health declines if we neglect to eat the sorts of foods that we know are important for our own health. And, of course, those are the foods that are going to encourage what is called a healthy microbiome. Would you go as far as suggesting that some of the diseases we now describe as lifestyle diseases, diabetes, coronary heart disease, have their main reason in the microbiome? They have a component of their um, um, etiology or development within the, the microbiome. I think you, you need to look at each disease. Uh, diabetes is almost certainly associated with high blood sugar, and not just diabetes, the whole range of metabolic diseases. I think if, if you put diabetics and pre-diabetics, it's probably about 20% of the population. But if you add on that to that another 30 or 40% of people with metabolic syndrome, which are symptoms of diabetes and symptoms of cardiovascular disease put together, and yet not sufficient to, to be diagnosed with either, then it becomes a very significant problem. So the high sugar in the blood and the loss of control of sugar in the blood through 
uh, malfunction of the pancreas, which accumulates fat from the sugar we eat or the sugar in our blood, and then the longer-term damage of proteins by the sugars attaching to proteins. So our circulation system doesn't work, uh, doesn't function properly. We lose eyesight, all of the health problems associated with advanced type 2 diabetes are just slow processes that accumulate from sugar in the blood. But there will be contributions from poor diet in the gut interfacing with that as well. But we do think of type 2 diabetes as primarily being a, uh, a processed food and sugar um, problem. Many of us will have already done some damage to their microbiome. Can you retrieve it? Yeah, I think there certainly are, and there are lots of uh, bogus ways of, of doing it, and, and I think there are lots of natural ways of doing it, but of course probiotics are one. We don't know all of the right microorganisms. Lactobacilli are, are a very good probiotic that are in natural yogurts and so forth, and you know, if you have uh, health problems, diarrheal diseases, probably eating food with the right range of bacteria will help to reconstitute your system. That was Mike Berridge, a medical researcher at the Maligan Institute in Wellington. Thanks for listening to this Our Changing World podcast. You can stay in touch with us on Twitter at RNZ underscore science. Matewa. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.